What do you do when you're facing challenges to remember that God is all there is? How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning, and welcome to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. Encouraging me, Tracy Brown, on my spiritual path. Absolutely. Very good. I'm glad I came. (laughs) And every week we have a theme, and this week our theme is Spiral or Loop. Are you living your life in a spiral, or are you living your life in a loop? That's just an intriguing idea, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I'm a very visual person, so I... I see that, and I'm... And do you see an upward spiral <laughs> or a downward spiral? <laughs> I'm sad to report, right, 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 yes. <laughs> so we'll be talking about that today, but before we get into that, let's see if there's any connection with uh, or any follow-up from last week where our theme was needs versus wants. Needs versus want and spiral or loop. You know, we we have never had topics with kind of either or or and in them like that. That's that's the thing I see similar. They're like the words themselves are somewhat similar. I don't see the actual topic having much of a connection. But that's not like us. We usually have like one word kind of topics. Okay, so let's go to a break, and then we'll come back after the break and talk about spiral or loop. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit, (laughs) encouraging you on your spiritual path. And today our theme is spiral versus loop, or spiral or loop. They are not so much uh, in opposition to one another, but they are very different ways to make decisions and to live your life. You can live your life in a loop where you are simply doing the same thing over and over and over again in the same way, making the same decisions, getting the same outcomes. Or you could be living your life in an upward spiral where every time you cycle through similar issues and concerns, you grow and expand and the spiral gets wider and more expansive. Or you could be living your life in a downward spiral where it seems like the decisions you make and the choices, the things that are happening in your life are getting more and more constricted and tighter and more fearful and I don't even like talking about it, let alone feeling it. So spiral can be upward or downward spiral, uh, which means you're always changing. Ah. Um, or you could be living in a loop, having the same experience year in, year out, day in, day out. 
So what does any of that have to do with saying yes to spirit? And if you are saying yes to spirit, is it even possible or is it predictive that you will be in a spiral instead of a loop? I'm not certain, but I've already judged the loop of the downward spiral as bad. Am I right? And the other's good? Is that is that the idea? I think they're just <laughs> different experiences of life. <laughs> oh, 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 and one's not bad, wrong? Well, well, I don't think that because I think that someone who might be experiencing a downward spiral, they're making choices and they're doing things differently and it still is constricting, but that may be the process they have to go through in order to learn whatever lessons they need to learn to then, because you can, you can go from one to the other, you know, in the snap of a finger, in the snap of a decision. You know, I could be living a very, um, a life that's very expansive and cool and good and all of that, and make one decision and then find myself in a loop. Can I be in a loop on some issues, an upward spiral on some issues, and a downward spiral on some issues in my life all at the same time? Yes. Tracy Brown? Now, I say yes, and you see how quickly I said that. And and I'm looking directly at you because I know that you are so much more of an absolutist than I am, and you have to choose, and it has to be one thing or another. No, actually, I was thinking, yes, you could do all three at one time. Okay. I I do think that. I think that um, for most of us, that's probably normal, Um, you know, but what we do is we kind of try to focus on, we tend to focus or dominate or uh, default, that's the word I'm looking for. Ooh, default, we I like de- that word. I think we probably default to one of the three, and that's the one we notice the most. And the other two we are experiencing, but we avoid it or we turn our back to it. Yeah. Now that you reminded me that I am an absolutist and I do love that about me, now I have to revert back to changing my answer. No, we can't do all three at the same time. <laughs> I want to stay true to my original calling. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. But I do think yes. I think we can do all three at the same time, but I think that one dominates yeah. as a pattern <clears throat> of life. Yeah. As When we go to our default, where do we tend to go? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I... I as you were asking that question, and I hadn't really thought about it until you asked it, but I immediately thought about a friend who defaults into downward spiral. That's how she views her life, that, you know, she's waiting for something bad to happen. She'll make a decision, but even as she makes the decision, she's making the decision based on fear and so she's not so much caught in in a loop of it all everything always turns out exactly the same way but it is a downward spiral because she's making her decisions from the same place and so things seem, seem to get worse and worse and worse and she just can't seem to access unless she's being directly coached right in that moment. Um, You know, I could make a choice from another place, or I could be optimistic, or I could believe that, um, you know, this is going to work out. And then as soon as that coaching is gone or the person she's talking to, you know, she leaves that conversation, she's back into all the bad things that are going to happen. Is she able to authentically, let's just dissect her, shall we? Let's yeah, spend the entire hour. Perhaps she's listening and she'll recognize herself. Is it possible that she's really authentically changing in that moment that the person is talking speaking to her? Is she really feeling uplifted or is her spiral starting to go upwards, do you think? Or is is she simply... Well, I don't think the spiral can go upwards from thinking. I think the spiral can only go upward from action. So in that conversation that she's having, her spiral's still going downward. 
Yeah, well, the spiral's not moving. The spiral's not moving. Because, you know, a spiral is moving. So until you take action, I think it's your action that shows uh, what? Your actions and your uh, outcomes determine whether you're in a spiral or a loop, not what you're thinking. So your actions. Your actions and your outcomes. Your actions and your outcomes. Mm-hmm. What uh, you experience in your life demonstrates oh. whether you are in a spiral or a loop. What you experience in your life. Not what you Okay, Miss Therapist. Feel. <laughs> no, 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 no. What the outcome. No, because that's a deeper kind of thing because I'm yes, thinking you can do you it think. all. You can't you can do, do it in your head. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can experience I'm sorry, it all Leslie. in my head, in my um, spiritual being. So it's an outcome demonstration. No, I'm your following out, that. Because your outcome, your experience in life reflects your experience what is not, you truly believe. See, I don't. See, I think my experience and my outcome are two different things. Yeah, your experience is, well, it depends on at what point you're thinking in the chain of events. So every experience you have is the outcome of your thinking, what you've put into <clears throat> into action, and then a group of, of experiences that you have create your life outcome. Define, now I'm really curious about this. Define the word experience. Experiences, because when I say experience, I think of an internal state of being. Okay, so you're defining experience as life, as my mind, life equal to my mind, my mind state of mind, my state of mind. Oh, no, and I'm defining experience as a physical expression or of something. I am having the experience of walking from my front door to, to your car. That's an experience. Oh, okay, so so I would say activity. A, you would say. Action. Okay, I'm just and trying to understand the same language. And that's why I would say you can't, language. your experience is, is what you're doing, your behavior, your actions. Okay. So, yes. I'm with you now. I wanted the language to be the same. So if I... And that's really good because you go. we have all kinds of people listening. And right. We all hear a word and put our own meaning to it. So... Yeah, this is actually really good for us to be on the same page for this conversation. Right, because this is really good. This is a very deep conversation, and I like that. I like that a lot. So for the language of this conversation, our state of mind is within us. Our action is our experience, our activity, and then our outcome is our manifestation, the physical um, expression of our life, the outcome, the circumstance. Yes. Okay, I'm with you now. We can start. <laughs> now, do I have, have any we idea have what a conversation. the point was before any of that? But, no. Well, yeah, but see, now the idea for me, I guess, is because I think, I think my my outcome, my manifestation, can be spiraling downward, while my state of mind is spiraling upward, and perhaps my experience or my actions, my day to day activity, is in a loop. Yes. Very nice. See? Yes, I can follow that. See, see, so and that—that that is an interesting philosophical pondering. Well, I think seem... I think it's it's a perfect description of what happens so often when people do spiritual bypass. So they the person believes believes they know what they believe that you know this. The universe is a friendly place, and God is their supply and source, and they know what they believe. Mm. And so mentally or intellectually, they are always spiraling upward in theory because they are ascending to that. They are, you know, resonating with that. Their actions, what they do every day, are in a loop because they're just living by habit. You know, mm-hmm. to go and go and getting up in the morning. You know, dressing, going to work, going. You know, driving to work the same way they always drive to work. Going to work, walking in, saying, "I I hate this place. I don't like these people I work with. I, you know, my job is okay, but I don't get paid enough. Whatever their habit is, 
they're in the loop. And their outcome really is still the result of those two things, that what's in their mind and what their habit is, because it's their conscious and subconscious belief. But the emotion they have around their habit stuff is stronger. So their physical outcomes, you know, they keep saying they don't like their job and then guess what? They don't have that job anymore and they didn't plan for that. Or they um, don't like their coworkers. They don't have those coworkers anymore, but it happens in a way that constricts them. Maybe they're happy the coworker goes away, but the coworker is not replaced, so they have to do the job of two people. And they don't like that, you know, or three people. So it's like, yeah, I think it's all it all can be happening, but I would also like to believe that if it were possible to have true alignment that they would all be working toward the positive, toward the spiritual, which then you'd have less downward spiral experience. And you would be in a loop, and the loop would be of good and more good. Oh, see, I didn't even consider that, that a loop could be good and more good. Of course you did. That's <laughs> why I had to say it. I just, you know. And, and I think that whole spiritual bypass, is, that's a bit of a judgment, isn't it? That sounds like a bad thing. That sounds like, you know, since I was describing me and we both secretly knew that, and then you through in that oh, spiritual bypass thing. I, I didn't know that. I feel judged. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Spiritual bypass, what is that? That's just, uh, you're telling yourself one thing and you're living another? Is that a spiritual bypass? What is that? Well, judging what, what your beloved Reverend Petra uh-huh. talks about Correct. often when she talks about spiritual bypass uh, is that we will say, oh, I believe in God and God is the is my source, and everything's working out just the way it's supposed to. And so we pretend that the things that are difficult aren't happening, you know, or you get diagnosed with with cancer and you say, you know, oh, I'm not worried about this, you know, everything is happening for my good. And there is a level where that is true spiritually, but because you're saying that, you're not noticing the fear or accepting that you are human and you have the fear and then healing the fear so that you can then heal the body. And so you use all the spiritual platitudes just to kind of pretend, but deep down or at another level, at a core level, you're not really dealing with the physical human reality. The human reality, yes. You're just bypassing that. So you can't really bypass the emotion or the fear or the feeling or what's what is physically present if you, you know, break your leg, you're not gonna you're gonna go to the doctor and get it set. But you also don't have to let that define you and you can heal much faster if you add spiritual healing to whatever the Western medicine protocol is. Much like that famous story of the young man that was in the flood. Yeah. And the guy said, I'll come. It's going to be a flood coming. Come on, get in the car. Mm -hmm. He said, God will save me. Then the guy flooding and then the gets up to the second story and the boat comes and the guy says, oh no, God will save me. And then he gets up to the roof. Helicopter comes. Oh no, God will save me. And then he dies and he gets to see God. Why didn't you save me? I believed in you. And then God said, I sent the car, the boat, the helicopter. Right. Is that the kind of... It's, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's, um, um, you know, <laughs> in that case, I, I kind of laugh because it's like that wasn't spiritual bypass. That was just like stupidity <laughs> um, and not seeing the help. But, yeah, it's similar to that, that you are so focused on the words and even the meaning of what it means to be spiritually grounded that you miss that you use that as an excuse, you know, or as a um, as a bypass, to mm-hmm. bypass the actual experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it also show up sometimes with um, 
with the whole, you know, guilt thing about did I cause this myself, but that's kind of the opposite end of the coin. So spiritual bypass is just like, oh, ho, ho. when people say, oh, you're so Pollyanna-ish, mm. you know, in their minds they're thinking you're doing spiritual bypass, and you and you could be, not you, you, but you, any of us, mm-hmm. if we're not careful to be like, yes, I truly believe this. But not to do it to ignore the, um, you know, the the what's going on. It's kind of like I have to see that and then believe this in spite of it, but not deny that that exists. I'm with you. Are you? I'm with you. I hear every word you say. (laughs) I love that. I intellectually understand everything you're saying. But living it is hard because all of especially when you are, you know, the show is Say Yes to Spirit. And so our whole concept that, you know, we want to live every day saying yes to spirit, yes to what it is that God has in store, has available to us, yes to what is my best and highest good. I want to say yes to being the best I can in the world. And so I want to say yes to living my life in a way that, is that feels to me like an upward spiral that I'm never expanding and growing. And at the same time, I'm in physical form and I deal with other people and the real world, and so I also have habits. So as my habits, as much as my habits can be, you know, like you lead meditation at 7 a.m. every morning. I mean, that's a habitual connection with spirit that's, you know, it's, a year and a half now. It's like there. Right. So it's a habit. It's, it's a part of the loop of your life. And isn't that funny that I did not consider a loop as being positive? I considered a loop, like they say in 12-step. We say in 12-step programs, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Yes. So I saw a loop of, you know, a loop of negative. I did not initially see that the loop could be positive. I think that in human form, most of the time, most of the things that we are doing in a loop are either negative or painful. And we pretend... Or unconscious. Right. Yeah, they're unconscious, and then they have negative results or painful Ah, results. Yes. Because we are mostly unconscious of them, um, and it's what we know how to do. So, you know, if I grew up and there was domestic violence in my family and that's what I saw between my parents, even though I may not like it, when I'm in a relationship and I get angry, I don't that's what all I know, that's what I've seen. Even if intellectually I've been told it's wrong, I may be caught in the loop of I really don't have any other I'm not aware of any other way, and I didn't consciously choose it. And then I do it once and twice or three times, and I'm in that that relationship. So I have to consciously and intentionally create a new habit. Yes. And that makes that breaks the loop and makes it a spiral because when I consciously break the the habit, I make the disconnect where the loop would have connected, and I go upward a notch. That's a good visual. There you go. And so I'm still going, my life is otherwise the same, so I'm still going in the same circular motion, but I broke this place where, like, if if you look at the face of a clock and you think at 3 o'clock, you know, when I got to 3 o'clock, I made a different choice. The clock is still ticking, but I made a different choice, and I'm up of that. So when I come back to that point again where I have an argument or a major disagreement with my partner, I, it's not going to connect at the same place. I'm, there's not going to be the physical abuse. Either that partner's not going to be in my life or I have a new partner, and so I make a new choice, but now I'm at the next level. And that next level could be a loop for a long time until I make some other choice that disconnects maybe at 6 o'clock with my job, and then I go up. So it becomes an upward spiral, conscious choice by conscious choice. 
See, that sounds like an upward loop. And an upward spiral seems more fluid in terms of, like, you know, things changing more dynamically. But I do think that's probably how life kind of happens. I think that's sort of slow. And well, it doesn't have to be slow. It doesn't have it to be It felt slow right? and painful, as you were describing it. It didn't seem slow and painful. <laughs> well, I think I want it mo- to be really fluid, really quickly moving upward. Well... You would, because you want to walk through a wall. Like the, uh, well, like the, um, what is the little story of the apples or the boy that climbed the tree up into the heavens? What? Isn't there some little child story about the boy that... Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack and the Beanstalk! Thank you very much. I hate childhood stories. I don't know why I thought of that. You know what I thought of while you were talking, though, is we should look up um, the um, quote about going down a different path with the hole in the street, because that little story is very much what you were saying. You get you made I know a bad face. Like you don't like that. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a very powerful example of what you were saying then. Well, but I think that's how I think that's how it actually happens in our lives and we don't realize we're building an upward or downward spiral because we make a choice or we don't make a choice. And then we get to the same decision point. You know, we go to work the next day and we can choose whether to be grateful, to be at work all day in the consciousness of I'm so grateful for having a paycheck. I'm so grateful that I get to serve these clients. I'm so grateful that, you know, so if I make the choice to to go to work and break the habit by choosing to operate all day from a space of gratitude, then I am building my spiral upward. If I go to work and I've habitually been in a, you know, I don't like my job, blah, 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 blah kind of attitude, and something happens, and I choose to say, I hate this job, and, you know, and it's unfair or whatever, we're creating a downward spiral by what we say and what we do. Because, again, for me, the spiral represents, and the loop represents the movement, not within our head, but what we do. Represents the action. Right. So, in other words, though, what you just said, it sounds a bit like you can actually have the same action and you can shift your thinking of that and that will change the outcome of that. And I think that would be true. So we would think that we, if we, but the first thing to do in terms of, you know, if something's going not well, is to change our thinking about it, and then that would eventually change the 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 direction of the loop. So, so with all of them, yes, I'll, you know, it is in your, it starts in your mind. What do you believe, right? And what do you think about? But loop or spiral is is physical, and so it it then is a, is the result of what you then choose to do, what action you take, what words you say, what what actions you do, what you do and say, your behaviors. But all your behaviors do come from what it is that you think about yourself, what do you think about the world, what do you think about life in itself, and is this a, is this a friendly universe? You know, is God on your side? Is the universe conspiring for your good? All of what you think does determine what you do. If you think you're a victim right. and you're in kingdom, the first kingdom of consciousness, then everything you do is going to play out with you being the victim and someone taking advantage of you and things being totally out of your control. And that could show up as a loop if you've been doing that for a long time, or it could translate into a downward spiral if for whatever reason something escalates that feeling and you're reacting to that by being even more of a victim than you have been before. But it's not going to take you upward. I was almost there, but then I got lost. But the victim idea, the victim idea can 
can stay static is what I hear you saying. You can just stay yeah, in the same you, kind of if loop. If you've been, you know, since you were a kid thinking, I'm a victim of the world and everybody's out to get me. Right. Then by the time you're an adult, you're just in a loop. And the outcome may be... You don't like your life, mm -hmm. but it's but you're used to it. But you're used to it. But and then something happens right. and it... Es the feeling escalates, the belief escalates, and then it starts becoming a downward spiral. And that's a curious thing because I think there's something happening we might define as bad, but in really the design was to get us out of the loop, yeah, get us the, out of the out of the unconscious life. Yeah, whatever happened wasn't bad or good. It's neutral. I mean. It's very it's how, philosophical of you, but I'm going to define it as bad. If something horrible happens to me, I'm going to say that was bad. It's but how then, we react to it, what then, we choose to believe about it, right? But then that thing, that neutral thing, could very well be the thing that makes all good start happening. Correct. I, right. right. Based on my choices and my beliefs about it. We, cause, Cause and we, we know that's true because we that. know that... The same thing, two people can be in the same situation or have the same event happen, and they can react to it so differently. And one can see it as this was, you know, they may not say it's the best thing that ever happened, but here's my opportunity to do something. And the other person would be like the victim of all victims of all time. So the event itself is neutral. It's how we perceive it and what we do as a result of it that makes it bad or good or neither. Right. It's very curious how many times those horrible events or the things that knock us off our feet are the things that awaken us to moving in a different direction. Yeah. Ooh, now can I be on a loop going in one direction and then suddenly something happens and I'm going in the opposite direction on the loop? Yeah. Would that be a, a value? I'd still be on the loop. Just well, no, because if you've been on a downward spiral, not loop, but if you've been on a downward spiral, and you're, let's say neutral is is uh, right is at 30 inches from the ground, and you're on a downward spiral, and you're 15 inches down from, you know, ground zero or the 30 inches, and and you make a shift where you don't just immediately come back to, to to neutral or to the loop. You start moving up. So you are turning that into an upward spiral from wherever you are. Right. Well, that is you can kind of you can jump through things. Eckhart totally jumped through. He got like from a downward spiral up to above neutral overnight, which I liked. There is no time and space in God. Ooh, I like that. I like that. And so the spiral can just become boop. And it, and it, That's really important to you, isn't it? It is. That's really interesting because you're the one who always believes, who who believes you have to work, work at it. Stuff. Yes, yes. It's a, it's, a, it's a very conflicting kind of life I live. Yes, I believe I'm a very difficult to way whatever, to... but I want it to happen overnight, I which just to... reinforces that I have to work. It takes for. a lot of effort to live in the duality of my mind, really. <laughs> High level mind working there. And, you know, it is interesting to me, too, that these metaphors or these visualizations of a loop and a spiral help um, enlighten, help put light on things that just are. And for me, the idea of saying yes to spirit, that's what it is about in terms of if I'm always looking for ways to say yes to spirit or looking at... Um, how spirit is available to me, then I'm putting light on what is. And if I keep putting light on what is, then I'm going to have to at some point see that God is all there is. If I keep getting light, if I keep 
putting awareness on top of awareness on top of awareness. And so having conversations about loops and spirals can just seem hard and kind of stupid. But they are, in my mind, putting awareness onto what already is. Like your little friend that's got the downward spiral. She doesn't want to see an awareness of what is because that would be painful. But then that original awareness of what is is painful leads to, oh, that can't be really true because that's not who I am. So then the next awareness is, well, what am I doing? Right, and then I can make a different choice. Right. And how would how does my belief about God or my understanding of spirit play into that now that I see this? Oh, well, that can't be true. God wouldn't want that, or that wouldn't be an expression of God. Whatever my religious idea is, if I, if I put light on my circumstance and it's not positive... You know, hopefully all religious ideas, even regardless of what they are, at the end of them have a positive idea. And so then it kind of puts conflict. And then we have to be forced to to come out of our negative self, the more and more aware or awake. Yes, we have that option um, always. Yeah, and so much of what happens in our lives is to give us another opportunity to choose. Right. That's what I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I follow that and I agree with it. Um, hole in my sidewalk? Yes. In, in can you, can you say it without sighing? Yeah. <laughs> I love that little story. You don't like this little story? I think it's very uh, profound. There's a hole in my sidewalk. It's an autobiography in five short chapters by Portia Nelson. Chapter one, I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter 2. I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend that I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in this same place. But it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. But my eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter 4, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter 5, I walk down another street. I just think there's nothing more profound. (laughs) I think everything can be just summed up in those five chapters. I love that. You don't like that so much? I do like it. I think think what reaction I'm having is it's like the starfish story that when people... I love that too. Yeah, and it's like when it has become... Tell the starfish story so that we all know what it is. Okay, the very short version, the little boy is on the beach and he's saving the starfish one at a time and people tell him, a man tells him he's wasting his time he says, no, I saved that one. And it, it it's just, it's such, oh my. Yeah. God forgives you for telling that with such disdain. Okay. Well, I, so I think that's what it is. It's that it's been used so much, even though I know there are people who haven't heard it Still, maybe out of seven billion people on the planet, um, I think that's what it is. I think that's what's driving my reaction because I really do like there's a hole in my sidewalk. I I agree with it. it. Yes, I agree with it. Yes, and it's interesting because we do, and I think this is kind of a what is the science of mind idea that all paths lead to God? That's a science of mind idea, isn't it? It's a new thought idea. New thought idea. All paths lead to God. So um, I think all these little metaphors, all these little stories um, are all saying the same thing, interestingly enough. And I do think that some speak to us and some don't. And then some get told so many times they get kind of irritating. But they're not irritating for the... Like for someone who has... Who heard holding my sidewalk for the first time? Yes. It's like, or the 
you know, it's the 50th time even maybe. But um, but if you're hearing it for the first time or you're hearing it at the right time, time right. when you realize, when you're having that realization that I know this story, I know this, tra- I know this is not going to lead me anywhere I want to go. Why am I still doing it? And, you know, if you hear a hole in the sidewalk at that moment, you're like, oh, yeah, I can just walk around that. Or right. I could take a different street. Which kind of propels you up that spiral. Yes. Because then you make a choice. Yes. And that's the, um, you know, for me, always, but then especially in this conversation, you know, it's not just what you think. It's what you do. What action are you taking? And I, I was... As I'm saying that, I'm thinking, why am I so big on that today? Why is that so present for me today? And I know why. Tell us, Tracy. Why? So you know that I did the Mary Morrissey 10-week Prosperity Plus program, and it ended about a month and a half ago. Yes. And Or a month ago. And, um, and so last week I took an advanced prosperity workshop with Christopher Chenoweth. And his the way he has his workshop designed, it is designed to be four hours at one time, and then he le- you leave with a 30-day process. Action plan. To do. This is, you know, if you do these things for 30 days, right then, you know, you're going to see a significant shift in your um, in, in your prosperity or how prosperity shows up in your life. So it's all about the action. You know, the four-hour workshop can put ideas in your head and you can think about a lot of things. And, you know, you could even I journaled during the workshop of, of ideas and things that my brain generated. But what's very true is if I don't do the actions every day, you know, if I don't do those affirmations, if I don't do the forgiveness work, if I don't do the uh, declaration of financial freedom, you know, if I don't do anything differently, then I could look back at the end of 30 days and say, see, this didn't work because I didn't do anything. So yeah, I'm and because I'm doing the actions, I'm seeing little things every day. So, exciting, yes. yeah. Yeah, really so, exciting. No wonder yes. I am. I'm yes. all yes. about action, action, action. It's what you do. It's not just what you think. Yes, absolutely. Does the action feel like work? I'm just curious. <laughs> um. That's an interesting Sunday. question because in some moments, not Sunday. full day, some moments. Okay. in some moments I think, oh, I have thought this week. And and the same thing in the 10-week prosperity process. So in some moments I thought either oh, I don't want to do this or I don't have time to do this. You know, that's the thought that goes through my mind. Or I don't know why I'm doing this, you know. And but it hasn't been to the point of stopping me from doing, like, you know, I modify things a little bit to fit my schedule for the day, or I modify, you know, this says 30 minutes. Well, I I don't have 30 minutes, but I will read it, and I will give it five minutes. You, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm still, I'm making a choice. Mm-hmm. That is the commitment to the process. Um, so it doesn't feel like work in the sense of, Work, hard work, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, I have a different thing about work. So, work in my mind yes. is how does this integrate with my life? Right. So it doesn't have a heavy feeling. It, it a, doesn't have a feeling of being a burden. Being a burden. And I have two thoughts. One, I happen to know that the Center for Spiritual Living at Irving, Reverend Larry, what is Reverend Larry's last name? Gould. Reverend Larry Gould's church is starting that Mary Morrison, Mary Morrissey, Mary Morrissey C. prosperity program next Tuesday, 
this Tuesday. So if you're in Dallas, Texas, and you're listening to this live, or you're in the archive of it somewhere around December 10th, which is today. I think they're starting it in January. Okay. Well, they're starting it very soon. soon yeah. Very soon. So if you're looking for that, that's an opportunity in Dallas to be able to get involved in that. Because I've heard several people that were involved in, at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas being really profoundly moved by that program. So that's yeah, another opportunity. Yeah, and if you're listening to us from anywhere else in the U.S. especially and maybe internationally, uh, if you were to just do a search on uh, Prosperity Plus and Mary Morrissey, because it's a 10-week program that churches all over uh, license from her, and she doesn't actually deliver it in person. She delivers the content via DVD and then a local church a minister or practitioner or a leader, you know, leads the local group. I see. And so um, churches all over the country license this program from her, and it is excellent. And if you want to get out of a downward spiral spiral. about your um, prosperity and your sense of abundance and peace with money and time and um, just how you show up in the world, I can highly recommend this particular class. And I've heard that from several people, so that's an excellent thing. And that would we're be offered again in um, July or August, but yeah, Center of uh, Light is going to offer it in. I, I'm pretty sure it's the beginning of the year. And that would be a spiritual practice, as such, to get involved in a class. Yes, can become a spiritual practice. Yes. And the other thing that I thought of as you were talking about, and we were talking about the the infamous work and loop, and <laughs> um, I have come up with a different idea on this. It's not really a different idea, but I'm going to speak of it in different terms, of discipline. And when I am in spiritual discipline, mm-hmm. I have discovered over the span of my life that when I'm initially starting an action, <laughs> a discipline, a, mm-hmm. you know, a different choice, a daily something, that there's this huge resistance to it, and it's very difficult. But then the more I do it, the more it becomes its own reward and the more I get excited about it and the more yes. it becomes something that where I once would have thought, wow, I could never have done this. I look back and I, oh, I've done that forever now. And and it's rewarding and it's exciting and it's fulfilling. But it initially is work or action or difficult. But it's a discipline. I think the discipline, there's something about a discipline that retrains my out-of-control ego that wants to do something very undisciplined. Or do what it's always been done, doing before. Before, right. So what you're talking about and describing is is what uh, Michael Beckwith would likely say, is that's the journey from discipline to blissipline. Blissipline. Yeah. Never he, heard that. He talks about blissipline a lot. Cute. And that that the use of spiritual practice in your life on a regular basis is blissipline that it it is what has you living your life in bliss and it takes discipline to get to that point where the spiritual bliss is natural mm-hmm. and a part of what you do and that's the discipline of meditating every day and putting healthy things in your body and um, having a positive outlook and you know all of those things mm-hmm. that it that start off as I have to use discipline to do it, and then even after it it becomes your habit, it is still it's a spiritual discipline, but it results in bliss. So, oh, I love that. Never yeah, heard. So of that. He talks about bliss. He uses bliss-discipline a, a fair amount. A lot. I and, like that. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a very interesting word to to talk about how we approach our um, our life when we want to be spiritually grounded, when we want to live in a way that says yes to spirit. Right. Yeah, it's so interesting. I um, do intentions with uh, 64 women in the Dallas County Jail each week. And the intention cards that the women do, they write at the top of the postcard, a little note card, their intention, and then three practice steps. And one of these women in the 
Dallas County Jail on Friday, talked about her intention for the week was to um, have a more positive attitude. And the way she was going to do that, I don't remember the exact three steps, but she spoke them and she said over the course of the seven days previous that she did all three steps every day. And she looked at out on the sea of women in stripes and she said, I don't even remember why I wasn't in a good mood last week. I don't even and this was a seven day period and it, it, she had done this daily practice and I am going through a class at the Center for Spiritual Living called Inward Journey, which is a class for people that have had, oh I don't know, 150 hours or something. You have to have a lot of spiritual classes to get into this class. This is like the Master's level, would you say, on your way of spirituality? I mean, these people, there's ten people in this class, and it's supposed to be, you know, people that have a spiritual way of life, certainly have paid attention to it, been through yeah. a lot of classes, paid a lot of money, whatever you want to say, they've done things in their lives to get to the point where they can go to this particular class, yeah. right? Yes. So the exact uh, people were kind of bemoaning some of the situations of their lives or, you know, things. And Reverend Petra is teaching the class and she said, well, what was your daily practice over the last week? And one of the students said, well, that sounds, you know, that's just too much. I can't do something every day. Mm-hmm. And, and she was like, well, well you, you know, that's what you're going to get then. And it was so curious to me to see, you know, whether you are sitting in the Dallas County Women's Jail yes. or whether you are sitting in this, you know, master's level spirituality class the exact same principle applies. Exactly. It doesn't matter what our circumstance in our life is or where we've been or what we've done. You have to do it. You can't <laughs> Every day. It. Yes. And, okay. and the same options are available, exactly. which I think is so interesting. Exactly. It doesn't matter where you are. Right. It's like that, and that, you know, Nelson Mandela was in prison for 27 years. Right. And he came out not bitter, not angry, not vengeful. He came out... So spiritually grounded because of the mental choices and the spiritual choices that you made every day. And so, yeah, it doesn't matter whether you're in jail or in a hospital or whether you're the CEO of a major corporation or the owner of your business or, you know, someone homeless on the street. It is all about what you choose and what you practice. Oh, I thought I have a there's a quote that that, that just came to mind that I had taped up for a while. Um and I don't have it up anymore, but it's something like you manifest what you practice every day. Mhm. So, if you practice forgiveness, if you practice love, if you practice compassion, gratitude, um saying good things, that's what you manifest in your life. And if you practice complaining and worrying and anger and uh, competition, then you manifest more situations where you can be angry and complaining and whining and have people to compete against, which means you have to lose or win. So it's like, oh yeah, what is my what is my practice? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, what, Tracy Brown? Ooh, that's good. Did you think of a bumper sticker? No, yeah, I didn't of a think of a... a yeah, we haven't had a bumper sticker uh, thought. thought in a, over a month, maybe two months. No, I'm teaching a, a workshop in January that's all about spiritual practices when you, that you can do in five minutes or less. Very good. Because everybody, you know, people think they're too busy to you know, meditate. Or I can't drive to the center Leslie leads meditation at 7 a.m. because I work on another part of town. Right. And I can't get there by 8.30 if I come to the center. You know, all any all the reasons why we can't do our spiritual practice every day. And um, and so something that, we, that came out of that conversation made me go, oh, I can use that in the five-minute spiritual practice class. And now that I did that explanation, I completely lost what it is. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to the recording of the show. That's great. Just to get that idea back. That's great. Hmm. That's great. You know, that could be a whole show. 
our 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 um, forgetfulness, our memory, and how that works. I uh, had breakfast with a, uh, a man that came to the morning meditation this morning, and he and I had breakfast, and he talked about how everything around us is is giving us messages if we pay attention. And I do think that is, um, again, I can keep coming back to this thing of awareness or awakeness to the circumstances and to see the truth of the circumstances. Because I think circumstances can, I can get caught up in what I'm physically experiencing. Mm -hmm. I physically look at, okay, my... You know, I, I don't have the money in my bank that I want. I don't have the marriage that I want. I don't have the job that I want. Well, then I must be, you know, I planted all these horrible seeds last week that have now created. So, but beyond the, the bank account and the marriage and whatever else that is very real, there is an undercurrent of something that is, for me, more real. And maybe it's a very elaborate defense mechanism that I'm trying to create for my own circumstance in my own life. But I still think it's a valuable idea that there is um, a thread or a truth or a nugget that is always present regardless of the external circumstance. And that if I can be on the gold, be on the hunt of the gold rush, looking or mining for that piece of gold that exists within the cancer or the no job or the bad marriage or whatever it is, then if I'm looking for that, I'm going to find that because it's always there. And then the more I look for that, the more I find that, ultimately that then will start a new spiral or a new loop, however we want to see it, and then, then that will seed itself into more and more gold nugget. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, and I I agree with you. It's like what we are experiencing in the physical form, in the physical world, is the human experience and we have labels and we you know we have time and we have definition of space and events and we have emotions and at the core of all of that is the substanceless form of spirit itself yes. the truth and that is the truth yes. of life with yes. a capital L yes and so Yes, when we say yes to spirit, we're saying yes that I know yes. that that is here for me. And yeah, it's my, my job to look for it. Yes. It's my job to recognize it. It's my job to believe that it, that is what is true in spite of what the chances are. And so, yeah, then it becomes my choice and what actions do I take. And then it just seeds itself, I think. Yeah, and it continues to grow and expand, and you have an upward spiral. Upward spiral. This is a very interesting conversation. Thank you for having it with me, Tracy Brown. Thank you. I for can't having believe it's it. like the end of the hour. Thank you for having it with me. Really, a quick hour. So uh, next week we're going to honor the fact that we are in the uh, holiday season and there are many holidays during this time of year. So next week we're going to talk a little bit about um, the nativity scene and the new thought interpretation. The metaphysical interpretation. Very good. Of the different players and roles and what happened during the nativity scene. So uh, I'll either do some homework in advance or maybe we'll just invite <laughs> somebody who knows this stuff already and have them be our guest on the show. (laughs) Either or. But until then, we just simply encourage you to say say yes to to spirit.
a couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Alexa, play meant to be. Okay. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. Baby, just let it be. If it's meant to be, with Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.